on Power Talk AM 1460 and FM 101.1. Streaming worldwide on iHeartRadio. Jan Price talks to the movers and shakers in the film business. The Jan Price Show. Show and my guests today are Jesse Thomas Cook, who is a producer, editor, and director, and Liv Collins, who is the co-writer and producer and stars in the brand new movie zombie film called Dead Sight. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having Thank us. You. <laughs> it's great to have you here. All right, I got to start with you, Jesse. Um, first, uh, what you've done other horror films, so why is this a genre that you particularly are attracted to? Well, I started making films about 15 years ago, and horror seemed to be the genre to kind of get your foot in the door. All my favorite directors usually started out in horror, even Spielberg with Jaws and Peter Jackson. So Roger it sort Corman. of just started that way, of uh, exactly. Uh, it sort of just started as seems like a good genre to uh, to enter the business. I always loved horror films growing up, of course. Um, and then me and my colleagues started a company, and before we knew it, we had made 10 horror films. But the one sort of subgenre of horror that I never really got to tackle, which was my favorite subgenre, was a zombie film. And I always just loved zombie films growing up, and I had produced a zombie film back in 2010, but I never got to actually direct one. So Dead Sight, uh, for me, was my chance to sort of have a go at uh, the zombie genre. And what attracted you to the zombie genre? What is it about it that you like? I liked? think probably just, just growing up and my dad always taped old horror films and the uh, George Romero, Night of the Living Dead and uh, Dawn of the Dead, those films just stuck with me growing up. I would rent horror films and uh, I think it was sort of the claustrophobia of the zombie film, the sort of the idea where you could tackle sort of human uh, conflict and trauma but wrapped into a greater sort of undead catastrophe I sort of just uh, you know like the idea of like survival in uh, in sort of an apocalyptic realm versus you know creature features or monster films which I had tackled earlier in my career so zombies were just sort of something I always loved with zombie video games and uh, yeah I guess I was just drawn to them because they were just my favorite kind of nostalgic thing growing up <laughs> that's a great that's really great it really is now Liv what about you because zombies are not something that women are naturally attracted to and you co-wrote this movie uh, so how, how did why did did you become attracted to the topic of zombies? Uh, I also have always uh, loved horror films, and zombies is something that scares me so bad. Just illness and, you know, how terrifying people can be when they kind of are unwell. And when we were brainstorming what we wanted to do, we, we uh, you know, I hadn't been a, dealt with any type of zombie film, and and uh, it just kind of seems like a, a cool thing to tackle because it has such an audience already. And how could we put our own little, you know, Canadian spin on this huge genre that has such a huge audience? And, uh, yeah. It is huge. That's- I guess The Walking Dead has really, um, you know, brought this to the forefront even more than it had been in the past. So it is uh, a very popular exactly. genre. So, so our audience knows... Um, Jesse, why don't you give us a little bit, a snippet of what this film is about. So the film is really about a character who wakes up in an ambulance, blind, and he's handcuffed. 
and the ambulances abandoned the side of graveyard. So that's like the classic setup, and it was sort of a throwback to George Romero of, you know, he just threw his characters into a graveyard with the undead right at the beginning of Night of the Living Dead. So it was kind of like, let's just throw this guy who is uh, who can't see into this zombie situation and see where we can go with it. And then it was a little bit later on, there was always going to be a, a female police uh, officer character, and Liv, being my wife, of course, and uh, being pregnant seven months, we thought, what if Liv could do this police role? And that adds a whole other human element, and so you have this very vulnerable blind man, and also a very vulnerable pregnant woman, and let's see how they could work together to survive zombie outbreak. And do it in a way so they're not just killed in the opening five minutes. Um, that's why we don't have hordes of zombies in Dead Sight. It's very contained. It's very rural countryside. And let's just put these characters together. We know nothing about them. And um, they realize they need each other. So that was really the uh, the evolution of the story, which is just taking this idea of this this these characters who are already vulnerable and already have these these weaknesses, and they're not these battle-hardened, you know, zombie killers like in uh, Walking Dead. They really are just thrust into the situation and let's sort of contain it to the, you know, the dignity of the, the humans and, and not make it about, you know, anything exploitive or, um, you know, anything even sexual. It was just like, let's just have this vulnerable man and this woman and they have to help each other survive. Both very vulnerable. That was it. That it really it's great in that respect. Liv, um, I didn't realize you were actually pregnant when you filmed this. I thought it was great, uh, <laughs> great uh, prosthetics going on there. So, what was it like filming this? You, how, how many months were you pregnant when you filmed this? Uh, well, I um, we shot this at the very end of November, beginning of December, and our son Hollis was born February first. Oh my goodness! So I was. Yeah. You what? <laughs> seven, uh, yeah, seven months pregnant, I guess. And so it was, um, it was really hard. I, <laughs> but I, I was determined to do it. I was excited because when you're pregnant, you're sort of, you know, bound to your pregnancy or you can't do a lot of things. And, and, uh, I was just going to be producing the film. And then once it was like, okay, I can act in the film, then you kind of get the adrenaline rush of, you know, sweet, I'm going to kill some zombies seven months pregnant. <laughs> and uh, it, we had a blast. <laughs> it was so fun. And then, um, and yeah, so we actually had to shoot some scenes after I'd already had the baby in April. And so I wore a prosthetic stomach. And then that's when we could actually do some more of the... Uh, the fight scenes. I have a big fight scene with one of the zombies in the graveyard. So uh, that was that was a lot better to do. Not actually pregnant, and yes. uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I'm glad to hear that because I thought, oh my gosh, because there are some things you do in this movie, and if you were actually pregnant, so I'm, I'm well, you were actually pregnant, but I'm glad you waited to do some of those scenes later on. And I just have to say this, Liv, yeah. you are stunningly beautiful. You really are. I mean, it was hard to think of you as a you know a policewoman. I have to tell you, you are you're gorgeous. You really are, and you know mesmerizing to watch on, in the movie. So everybody, just go watch Dead Sight just to see how beautiful Liv is. <laughs> it's a fun movie too. So 
how long did it take you? And one of the uh, Jim, Jim, one of the one of the hidden things in the film is when Liv uh, gives birth at the end of the film. Um, I actually recorded the birth of our son in February, and I had my phone out, and Liv's like, "What are you doing?" And I'm like, "Oh, we got to get his first cry, you know, recorded." And that's uh, that's our baby's voice in the film. His oh. first cry is uh, at the end of the film. That's so exciting. <laughs> that adds some more to the movie. <laughs> that's why I love what I do because you always I find out these little I, tidbits about behind the scenes that nobody else would know. Go ahead, Liv. Well, it was very funny because, you know, I, I have the baby and then I see Jesse and he's got his phone up in the air and he's like, I got it. And I'm like, you got what? And he's like, I got I got his first cry for, for Dead Sight. I'm like, we just had a baby. It's working. But um, it is really fun. And then so when we uh, showed the film at uh, Toronto Film Festival, Blood in the Snow, when we did our Q&A up up on stage, I'm, I'm now telling this huge audience, like, hey, that's actually our real baby's cry. And, like, you know, they don't care. They just want to see the zombies. And I'm, like, getting emotional. It's like, that's my real baby's cry. <laughs> <laughs> well, this was also your baby. Uh, de- you know, Dead Sight was another baby, actually. Giving birth to a movie is huge. <laughs> Definitely. Huge. How long did it take you to write it? Did you co-write it together? We co-wrote, um, so we, we uh, came up with the idea of Dead Sight, me, Jesse, and our uh, co-writer, Kevin. And then Kevin and I co-wrote the, the script uh, together. So the concept and it is it was a part of what you know Jesse was involved in that part of it. So where where did you actually yeah. film this movie? It was uh, filmed mostly in Owen Sound, Ontario, uh, and a little bit in our hometown of Collingwood, which is about an hour away. Both towns are north of Toronto, on Georgian Bay, and we filmed a few uh, films in the past in Owen Sound. It's a very sort of rust belt gothic town and uh we knew a gentleman there with a bunch of old properties like the farmhouse and a couple other houses that we use like the basement scene and so it was filmed in 11 days and uh it was very very cold the funny thing with dead site is we started in late november thinking there's going to be snow and because there's like this year for instance there was snow in early november all the way till the end of april but there was no snow when we started filming um until about the seventh day of the shoot we got hit with a blizzard and we hadn't established snow in the in the film and because the film takes place over just two days in the in the story we had to stop filming the exterior scenes and just move interior and that's why um we had to pick it up again at the end of april and Liv had already had the baby which you know allowed us to sort of rewrite some scenes where some of the scenes where she was just going to shoot a zombie, she could now kind of wrestle with the zombie, and and, uh, and we sort of just took advantage of that aspect. But yeah, it was very odd. It was the whole film was written as though there was going to be snow, but instead it just has this kind of dead late fall look, which which ended up lending itself uh, very nicely on camera. I thought. Oh, it did. It really did. I love. Your choice of uh, color hues that you used, a lot of blues, but I particularly towards the end, is the red. What made you decide to film so much of the latter part of the film in, with a red lens? Well, that, that end factory location is like an abandoned uh, 
grain terminal building in Collingwood, and, and the bottom of it is this labyrinth. Of, it's sort of a maze, this concrete maze. And the lighting in there wasn't great. Um, we had filmed in there before in previous films, like it's an old military complex and use flashlights. And for this one, we wanted to give it sort of a new look um, and make it feel like, like for me, we kind of designed it like it would feel like a bit of a video game. Like this is the end level. So let's like make it really red. And um, I'm glad you picked up on the colors because it is blue and very cold on the outside, but yes. then with the red and sort of the, the coming of the baby kind of all just fit in with, uh, with sort of the, the end scene. And um, yeah, it was, uh, it was just a nice lighting touch that we were able to do. Obviously with a low budget horror films, kind of the lighting is, is an afterthought at times, but our director of photography was very good and he tried to, you know, use motivated lighting and stylize it where we could. Well I, well, I just love the choice. I really do. I thought it just added so much uh, to the movie. If you were just tuning in, you were listening to the Jam Price Show all about movies. And my guests today are director Jesse Thomas Cook and actress and co-writer uh, Liv Collins. And we're talking about their brand new movie, Dead Sight. So uh, let's talk, Liv, let's talk a little bit about your uh, co-star, uh, his, his character, and what is his name? Adam Siebold, and uh, he's a good friend of ours, and he's also a writer, so he he was great to have on set, because when we would have little pickups with, um, you know, logistic things or or production, he was to be able to kind of come up with a, you know, solution, and uh, he's actually a very funny guy, and so he plays such a straight character in this film, and... uh, yeah, he's just he's great to work with, and um, and yeah, we had one uh, scene where we were it's when we're locked in the basement, and I tell him that he can't come with me because I realize he's such a liability um, to take out into the world with all these zombies, and we only have so many bullets, and I can't babysit him and be pregnant and try and find this ambulance, and uh, so we kind of improv a little bit. And uh, we're going to this scene, and I said, "You can't come with me." And he turned to me and he yelled. He's like, "Is it because I'm blind?" And we all just burst out laughing. And it's this really serious scene, but you know, we were so exhausted. We're in this dusty old basement. We've been working for you know ten hours in the cold, and uh, anyways, and then we just couldn't really bring it back. The whole crew were all just giggling and laughing <laughs> in this serious anyway. But. Uh, yeah, he, he really did a great job with his character. I thought he did a great job. He, he did, he did. Why the choice, I mean, obviously the title's Dead Sight, um, but why the choice of making him blind? And, and I couldn't quite figure out, um, why was he? Why did he have police cuffs? So, so when, when we started, were, um, go ahead. Go ahead, Liv, I'm sorry. When we were, so when we first Okay. When we first came up with the uh, the concept, it actually was kind of stemming as a comedy. We thought, you know, how would, if you couldn't see, if you were temporarily blind, had some type of accident or something, and then you woke up in a, in a zombie apocalypse, like, what would you do? And then we thought, wouldn't it be funny if he just out of chance was sort of 
you know, missing these zombies and they weren't getting him and he's like the only guy surviving. And then as we, as we uh, you know, kept going, then we thought, no, no, this is more serious. And so that's kind of where it came from. But how would survive if you couldn't see because it's such a huge, you know, survival need exactly. during the apocalypse. Right. And, uh, and, you know, how can you use your other senses? And so that's kind of where it came from. And uh, in the story, it's pretty... Uh, minimalistic, like it doesn't just sort of tell you exactly what happened, but um, he he was uh, he was being held because they thought that he might have uh, sort of done this bad thing, and he he had uh, smoke. Oh, what's it called? Like a smoke. Um, the smoke, smoke had temporarily taken away his eyesight from a fire. Okay. Yeah. Like a and um, and so they were actually investigating him, but they so that's why he was handcuffed. Um, or it's really up to the audience's <laughs> discretion you know, to figure it out. Yeah. Well, I like the fact that things are. Yeah, that, that was the, the, that was exactly that was exactly the whole conceit of the film. Where you know we didn't want to spend twenty minutes of showing what had happened to him, and then the zombies kind of rise up. We're like, let's just throw this guy into the situation. And we'll give you hints of what happened to him. Um, you know, Liv's character, uh, Mara, uh, finds the police report where it says his family was involved in a house fire. Um, he's possibly suicidal. He may be a suspect in that. We don't really know. You know, it, it, I kind of take it like he's weirdly given the second chance of life to make sure Mara get, uh, uh, gets to safety. And so he's weirdly this guardian angel where the start of the film is concentrated on Liv's character, Mara, saving um, Ben, Adam, and then it turns out being it was actually Adam who had to uh, sacrifice himself. But Liv's right. It started as a comedy. It was like, what if we had sort of this like Seth Rogen guy who's like Mr. Bean, almost blind, and he's just narrowly escaping these zombie situations. And then we thought, well, geez, that'd be funny as like a Saturday Night Live skit. I don't know how we could do this for a feature. But we thought that's probably a good idea. <laughs> we, hadn't, we hadn't seen that before in no. zombie films. Usually there's, you know, you, you, you definitely have cops and, and stuff, and you have... Uh, battle-tested people or, you know, weak people who you know they're going to get killed. And we thought, this might be a, an interesting thing because what if we just follow this blind guy and shoot it all with close angles? Like, we, that, I don't know if you noticed that, Jam, but we, 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 I'm hesitant in my edit to ever show wides when I'm on Ben because then it kind of removes the, the fear. You're like, oh, okay, there's nothing around them. So I, I just threw all the wides out the window in my edit. So let's just stay on. Ben, because it's so much scary, you don't know what's around uh, each corner. So you're kind of seeing the movie through his point of view. Yes, yeah, and I, and I kept the tension up, you know, by doing it that way too. Exactly. Uh, yeah, I thought they, you know, I thought that the um, the chemistry between you, Liv, and Adam uh, was really also quite good. You know, given the fact that you hadn't really, you know, met each other before, and you're, you know, you're a police officer, and he could be a criminal, um, but how you worked together because it was you two against the world of zombies. Uh, so I thought that that also worked extremely well in the movie. <laughs> Another thing that I it's asked, also because uh, six months, but six months before that we had filmed a, a film with Liv and Adam as well. They had acted together in, in a thriller. So uh, sorry to cut you off, but right. they actually had that chemistry from a previous film. 
that maybe that's why it works yeah. so well. Maybe because because they already you know had that shorthand and were able to work well together. It, it, the other thing I absolutely loved about your film is the the music. Who was the composer? I mean, the the music was just right on. Was just really really wonderful. I love the music in Bed Sight. Um, Adrian Ellis is our composer, and he is a rock star. He is one of my favorite people to work with. He's so creative, and he uh, he really brought the doom and gloom to this film. And and I think it's a huge asset because this is almost like a silent film. Like, there really isn't that much dialogue. Yes. And uh, he crushed it. He did. He did. I mean, he I really know. did. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, because it just stood out, obviously. You, you're right. There isn't a lot of dialogue in the movie. Um, so the the music really carries uh, the mood and the tone of the film more than even, I mean, obviously um, the music behind most films is, is there to help direct your mood. Um, but this one in particular, because of the fact that there wasn't so much dialogue, so it really, uh, you know, highlighted and uh, the the mood and tone of the film it really was he was he's quite good he's quite quite good so is this you've worked with him before uh, Liv? yeah yeah we worked with him on a film called the horde uh, which was completely different it was kind of like a comedy mockumentary and then uh, dead sight he's he's just so good Jen like you just you watch the film with him you talk to him for twenty minutes. And then it's like you're handing your baby off to him, and you're basically saying, how does this film make you feel, Adrian? And then he would inevitably come back and just blow our minds every time. You know, the minimal notes he would need, and it's almost like you're you're seeing the film for the first time, even though you wrote it or directed it and were there the whole time. But now you're, you're seeing how somebody else is interpreting it, and it's just a beautiful score. In fact, he just scored, uh, Liv just directed, and Adrian scored that as well. well I was just going to ask you, what, what are you working on next? Live and yeah, we just are you working together finished. on the next project? Uh, yes, yeah, we uh, we have just started our own uh, film company, Calling with Film Co. And Wonderful. I just directed our flagship film, and it's called To Hell with Harvey. It's an indie comedy um, about a uh, kind of a washed up writer who goes on this book tour with a um, a recent high school graduate who's just kind of looking for some experience and, and info on how to be a good writer and they uh, they just kind of go through these funny situations together and, and it's actually really heartwarming at the end and, and Adrian uh, scored that film. He did a great job and yeah, we've just applied to some film fests and so that's what we just finished and Jesse's going to direct the film next month and then we're doing another one in the fall. Wow, you're busy, busy, busy busy and you have two young boys on top of it all i'm, I'm very 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 yeah. impressed <laughs> well before we go where can people yeah, you, you're busy couple where can people uh go see dead sight so dead sight is being released uh, across north america from rlj image releasing they're the distributor so i believe dvds anywhere you can get dvds uh, walmart dvd stores if there's any left uh and then amazon prime and all sort of all the streaming sites too i don't think netflix but definitely amazon prime and yeah july 2nd july 2nd all right july 2nd everybody go look for dead sight 
Uh, I have to tell you, zombie movies are not my genre, but I did enjoy Dead Sight. I thought it was very well done. So, and I thank, thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. And I thank you both for being on the show. My guest today has been uh, have been uh, Jesse Thomas Cook and Liv Collins, and we've been talking about their brand new zombie movie, Dead Sight. Uh, go to the Jam Price Show on Facebook to learn more about upcoming shows. And while you're there, please like my page and write some comments. And to listen to the Price Movie Minute movie reviews and to listen to archive shows that you may have missed, go to thejampriceshow.com and also look at the iHeart Podcast channel for the Jam Price Show, all about movies. On Power Talk AM 1460 and FM 101.1, streaming worldwide on iHeartRadio, Jan Price talks to the movers and shakers in the film business. The Jan Price Show. The Yozio Theater in downtown Monterey is now open every day, showing independent and foreign films. The Yozio Theater has new concession offerings, including beer, wine, hard cider, and their homemade lush slush. You can now schedule private event screenings for community charity events, birthdays, anniversaries, or just a fun gathering of friends. For more information, visit the Ozio Theater online at oziotheater.com. 